Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Why is it that with sparkling water, I'm always playing guessing games with what flavor I'm drinking? Is it citrus? Is it aluminum can flavored? Mm, not sure. Sparkling ice, though, they really mean flavor. Like in-your-face flavor. Orange mango, black raspberry. Don't even get me started on the strawberry lemonade. Kiwi strawberry slid right into my taste buds DMs last night and let them know who's boss. No subtleties there and no sugar either. But it does have vitamins and antioxidants. Find sparkling ice at a major grocery store or club retailer near you. Sparkling ice. Anything but subtle. Welcome to Cast and Crank Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Phoenix Rods and Angler's Choice of San Diego, California. Today's guest is Tom Campbell with Dream Smasher Baits. Um, cool story, he's from Minnesota, so he's from a different location than SoCal. So we kind of get a little bit of a breakdown on what they do out there and the size of their bass. And uh, he won a couple of the big bait tournaments. I think it was 2018-19. Uh, kind of cool story about that as well. Uh, thanks for coming on, Tom. It was an interesting one. And uh, can you guys please go check out the website, castandcrankpodcast.com, all the new merch we have up. Appreciate if you guys go grab some. And this coming weekend, I will be in NorCal all weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Friday night, we'll be doing something at Toxic. Um, I'll be podcasting all weekend. I have some really, really good guests lined up. And if you're part of the Patreon, you'll see the guest and you'll be able to answer a que- ask a question if you'd like. So that's another feature I did on the Patreon is that uh, we'll do Q&A with guests and you ask the question through Patreon. So the people that are uh, donating $5, I appreciate it. I'm going to try to give something else back by letting you ask a question to the guests if you really like them. So check that out. Check out castandcrankpodcast.com uh, to get your merch. Here's a piece from Angler's Choice out of San Diego. Known for its rich tradition in sport fishing, San Diego is home to the world-famous long-range fishing fleet. It's also home to San Diego's premier fishing tackle store, Angler's Choice Tackle. Located in the alpha position on Rosecrans Boulevard, a surface irons cast from Point Loma, Fisherman's, and H&M Landings. Angler's Choice owns the title as the largest Daiwa dealer in Southern California, packed wall-to-wall, floor-to-ceiling. Whatever you're searching for, Angler's Choice has it. Whether it's super hot new Daiwa Saltiga lever drags, the BGMQ saltwater spinning reels, the legendary Lexa Tatula Arzillion baitcaster reels, the super reliable Fuego LT and the ballistic LT spinning reels, the seaboard reels for kite and deep drop are the new electric reel covers. AC has them. If you're looking for the hot new Daiwa Zakana jigs are the J-Braid and J-Floro, they got them. Daiwa's new tackle barn, travel bags, travel packs, travel rods, Got them too. Everything you need, Angler's Choice has it. Not to mention the nicest and most knowledgeable staff around. Stop in and check them out at 1910 Rosecrown Street in San Diego and follow on Instagram at Angler's Choice Tackle. And remember, as always, to support your independent tackle dealers, the lifeblood of our sport fishing community. So if you guys can, please go give us a uh, five-star review on iTunes. Follow us on YouTube. I've been trying to update that. I think uh, I have Greg Springer on there now. Uh, Matt Pano, 
Um, I'm going to do a couple more. I got to do Kelly's episode. I got to get um, Randy's episode with Danny. That, that's a fun one. And uh, I hope to see you guys this weekend on Friday. I think Friday is going to be the day we're going to barbecue after. I have a couple guests, and then we're going to barbecue after, hang out, have some beers. So come down, hang out, say what's up. I'll be in NorCal. Hope to see you guys then. Later. Hey, Tom. What's happening? Nothing much, man. Just uh, getting ready to do this podcast with you. <laughs> right on. Okay. Um, welcome to Cast and Crank Podcast. Um, we have another call-in, but this one's another cool one for me because uh, you live on the other side of the uh, country, man, in uh, Minnesota. Right? Yep. Sure do. Yeah, and it's uh, it's Tom Campbell with Dream Smasher Swimbaits. Correct. Great. And uh, I guess... Let's start off with uh, how you got into swim bait fishing. All right. Um, I got into swim bait fishing uh, by looking for the largest bass on a body of water. And uh, it kind of drew me into swim bait fishing. Uh, started out using, you know, top waters and some other baits that were doing pretty well for me. And then uh, realized that uh, swim baits had some big time drawing power of big fish and kind of got into it that way did you uh were you fishing like jigs and stuff previously yeah i mean i still fish jigs i fish everything still right now but uh yeah i mean it's uh i was fishing just kind of all different types of lures and uh there was a particular circumstance that happened where i got my ass kicked on a body of water by a friend that was throwing swim baits (laughs) and uh i refused to put down my uh Gene LaRue craw at the time, catching all kinds of three, three and a half pounders. And I said, I'm going to catch you. Don't worry over the weekend. And by the end of the weekend, I was absolutely destroyed. I was like, um, okay, I got to figure this out. This, this is, there's something to this. So that's what kind of got me into the swim bait fishing. Did you have someone kind of uh, help you point you in the right direction? So it was that buddy that you're fishing with. Did he kind of tell you, Hey man, this is what you need to get or. No, um, actually he was just starting out into it also. So, um, you know, it was just one of those things where he was like, yeah, you know, I've heard good things about these and swim baits and I'm going to try them. And I was like, yeah, go ahead, whatever. And we were just fishing. And, uh, he caught a couple of, uh, five pounders back to back. I think I just first cast with him and he got my attention, but I, you know, I was like, uh, you know, one, one, one at the fluke two, he got, got my attention. I still wouldn't change the whole weekend. I wanted to prove differently or make sure that he proved me differently. And, and he sure did. So <laughs> <laughs> where did you go when uh, you first started getting into it for like uh, information? What, what were you doing? Like you're going, okay, were there a ton of other dudes actually swim bait fishing as well that were around you? Uh, did you have to look at sites kind of stuff like that? So I, I kind of got a lot of my information from uh, friends of mine that were, you know, cruising around on different sites like that. So uh, Eric Ask and Dave Sindrich are actually the guys that started uh, Swimbait Universe. Mm-hmm. And so they were really in touch and on the pulse of everything that was going on. And I was fishing with both of those guys and in contact with them all the time. So I got a ton of information from them. Uh, so I wasn't really, it wasn't me digging and researching. I was getting a lot of information from them. They were doing so a lot you, of You got to jump on the learning curve a little bit, you think? Yep. <laughs> exactly, yep. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I did the same thing with some most of my fishing. I get to talk to all these guys, and I I get a jump to where I know a couple different things that I might be doing differently. You know, like where I would have been struggling previously. But I guess that's the perk of knowing a buddy that knows how to fish, or a couple guys that know how to fish. You know. Oh yeah, for sure. Were you uh when you first started throwing the swim bait? What was your go to? That what your confidence swim bait up that way was. Uh well, so. We started out actually with just, it was literally just those, uh, uh, cheap storm wild eye, the six inch wild eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it was, uh, sardine, I believe it was the color. It was like a blue type of turquoise thing or something like that. That and then a, a lighter, a whiter one or something. So that's what it kind of started with. And then, you know, just went from there and started trying out some different uh, baits and stuff like that you know there wasn't really any particular confidence one uh i wouldn't say to start with just kind of checking out a bunch of different things and you know as you're doing that you're starting to find you know i know some people that kind of lean towards the hard baits and things like that and my confidence level just leaned towards the soft bait mm-hmm. uh, i got more bites i caught more fish uh you know and somebody else will say different they do better on the hard basin do you think that is because the lakes you're fishing it's do you think that soft baits fish better in the lakes you like i to don't fish? know because i i mean I've, i fish a whole bunch of different lakes so i i mean i you know i'm fishing lakes that are you know i'm fishing river systems too rivers lakes um we don't have too many reservoirs in minnesota here um but uh you know, I'm fishing all kinds of different stuff, so I don't think that that's necessarily why. Uh, I mean, I, I guess I'm not exactly sure. It's just maybe I have a better understanding of, uh, you know, what I'm doing with the soft baits. Maybe it has nothing to do with anything other than I just get more bites on soft baits. I yeah. get to catch more fish, so. Yeah. And um, I still throw around hard baits and stuff, too. You know, like I said, I, I throw everything at them still, so. Do you feel like you favor your own bait a little more because – you're working on that so much oh yeah for sure absolutely <laughs> yeah i mean i i there's no i mean i i throw other people's soft baits as well um you know i'll throw some uh working class zeros and, and uh, real praise and different stuff like that some other guys stuff wheeler lures uh so whatever just you know different that have different tail designs than what we have mm-hmm. uh but i definitely favor my baits i throw them a lot I, I catch a ton of fish on them and big ones so it's it's hard to put it down or switch to something else you know and, and i'll you know i'll check other stuff i mean i'll grab hard baits and throw out some of that uh i don't know some of the mike buka's bull shads and the uh uh i forget uh tater hog i forget mm-hmm. it matt mcbee tater hog stuff and i'll throw that around you know some wake baits and different things and you know and i get good i get good fish on them don't get me wrong i just seem to get more on soft bait yeah um so how long did it take you till you decided to make your own bait um well uh man that was kind of uh i didn't decide that was (laughs) uh brought to me again so uh, I had a friend of mine come to me. He had, uh, gotten a hold of, uh, Bob King and gotten some original designs of Bob King's. Uh, and so we started looking into that stuff. He asked if I wanted to get, get into this. And I was like, yeah, I sure do. So we started looking at some of these 
different designs. Bob has the craziest. I mean, he has so many different ideas. He's like a bad scientist of tails, but he was really focused on just how that tail moves. Mm-hmm. And so we kind of, we refined Bob King's original designs and, and, uh, infused plastic to manipulate some of the way the action is, uh, made internal harnesses, uh, worked on the aesthetics of the baits, you know, and so it just all of a sudden kind of, again, just this got presented to me, fell in my lap and I was like, yeah, let's do it. I was all over it. And here we are today. Do you have a partner you do it with? Uh, no, I have, uh, I have some helpers. Um, I've got, you know, I've got people helping, uh, uh, pour. I've got a couple people that pour, uh, I've got some people that are helping with, uh, marketing and web design and web work and stuff like that. But, uh, uh, nope, it's, it's, it's just me. So when you, you say you, you got some designs from Bob King, right? Yeah. Did you just kind of get the design and kind of uh make it your own or, or is it kind of his design that you're using it's it, they're definitely uh bob's uh uh the bodies uh, are definitely bob king original design okay and then like i said so we've changed we've modified some of the things but but mostly i'll give you an example like the uh the uh 777 that flying vic that we've got now mm-hmm. um that's a bigger bait it's just under eight inch bait uh that was a six inch bait that Bob had designed. And so we, you know, work the thing, make it symmetrical, blew it up into something bigger add in infused flotation. So we do quite a bit to it, but the overall, the tail design and the body are pretty similar, pretty much the way Bob started out with them. Did you uh, have to figure out the harness or did that kind of have? No, there was, was there was place? nothing in there. No, there were, there was nothing in there. Um, uh, so, uh, I had a friend of mine, uh, Stan Vick, who helped at Vick Patterns. He helped do some stuff with me, uh, to design things. Uh, and a lot of it ended up coming out of like, he's doing CNC and CAD work for cutting molds and doing different things. And we're trying to figure out an internal, uh, piece for this bait that holds so it doesn't break. The harness won't break. It'll hold the plastic on the hook, uh, you know, all these different things that we want it to, to work and, and stay durable and stay together. And so some of the stuff came about like that, like it all of a sudden changed some of the way the things were put together or how they were put together because you couldn't get them to shoot right in an injection molder or something. Yeah. So Stan helped do a lot of that. And then, you know, it's, it's been a lot of, a uh, lot of, you know, <laughs> hammering stuff out yeah. doing and redoing and, do you, did you, did you go back to Bob and go, Hey man, um, did he kind of give you any like tips or, you know, like what I'm saying? <laughs> I, like, I still talk, I still talk to Bob on occasion and, uh, Bob's always got some really good ideas. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, and he still <laughs> sends me some stuff, uh, you know, pretty recently he just sent me some more stuff too. So it's always hard to not try and play with that stuff and stay focused on getting baits put out because uh you know it's just that's my favorite thing is actually breaking into stuff and working on it figuring out how we're going to make this thing work and how is this going to stay together and you know for example like uh six inch shad uh-huh. uh we you know i, I made that a uh, slotted weedless design and 
and built a uh, hook slot that is that's in the bait, so it's easier for rigging. And uh, you know, Bob had stuff that was outside the bait that was just kind of not really appealing to the eye. Uh, it it worked, but now we did something that we made it a weedless bait. And it's also, we have a top look version of that one also, but mm-hmm. that one's got that internal uh, uh, harness design that we created. The, the lead's encapsulated in a uh, uh, hard plastic, so the sometimes the leads react poorly with the plastics, so we encapsulated the lead. And, you know, we found that stuff all going along the way, too. All of a sudden, you're, you're putting lead in the bait, and all of a sudden, you're coming back, and you're looking at it going... What's going on with this? The plastic looks like, holy hell, what's going on? Yeah. So, you know, I mean, it, so just, you know, trial and error and, and uh, lots of uh, field testing and that's a, different stuff. Yeah. That, I mean, that's just interesting, too, because at the same time, you're doing something new, maybe like the harness. You had to kind of figure out how that was going to fit in your bait. Do you take any of these to get, like, um engineered or are you just kind of doing everything in-house so when i say engineered um, like you know uh like row innovations does the thing where they take your bait and tune it or are you kind of just making it the way you think it's perfect no we kind of we kind of do most of the stuff in-house and again a lot of that stuff was done with uh uh dick patterns uh that friend of mine uh stan did a lot of the stuff a lot of that work like you know to to make the stuff work and function properly and you know, we change this and tweak that. And so he was a, a huge part in that. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's interesting to me hearing, you know, the way companies come about doing stuff like this. Um, when you, when you were kind of making all these, did you have your lakes in, in mind that use fish, you know, locally your way? Or were you kind of thinking, man, is this going to work everywhere? Is this like a Huddleston? You know what I'm trying to say? Like, because sometimes yeah, so, if, if some bait makers might focus on where they live, maybe. So I'm saying because yeah, you live in Minnesota, you have a different idea. Right. No, I, I we, we've always focused on, you know, bass as being, you know, a bass anywhere it lives. You know, that's, that's an old uh, Buck Perry thing. But, uh, you know, as far as some of the colors and that go, they're specifically do- designed for, you know, reservoirs or guys that were asking for certain stuff and then ended up catching a bunch of fish on that color in different states. So, you know, we kind of, we've kind of designed the, the colors and different things for all over the United States. Do you have it's a couple of prototypes? one area. Do you have some prototype guys you'll, you'll go to, to kind of try stuff? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> best example I have is, uh, uh, I'll use Eric Ask again as an example. Uh, I called him the bait abuser. <laughs> that guy will break and ruin anything. And so he was the best field tester ever. I would give him something and go, here, man, I've been fishing this now, and this thing is ready. And he would come back and 15 minutes later be on the phone with me. Man, uh, this broke or this came out or this. I was like, what? I was like, "How? what are you talking about? So I'd end up having to go fishing with him to see what he was doing. And then I realized... Oh, okay. So you get a weed, a little weed stuck on a hook, and you smash the bait on the water ten times to get this little weed off. <laughs> but that's how he fishes. That's not yeah. how I fish. So I was like, okay, we got to make it Eric proof. So we went back in, and you know, one of those those was the uh, lead weights were were coming out of the bait. 
Yeah. So that's why we made that part of the uh, harness. And now, I mean, you literally, you can hit them with hammers. You can drive drive a car over them, and that weight is not coming out of that. Which that, is uh, is a that's a good point of view, though. Like, I'm sure. Gosh, I'm sure like tons of dudes are doing the same thing. You know, like grabbing the bait, has some weeds on it. You're smashing it, doing whatever. So it's kind of cool. Yep. He's doing what everyone else is probably going to be doing too, as well. Yeah. So, I mean, it's like, it's, it's just not the way that I fish. It's, it was important to uh, have other people test it out. So we did, we put the base into people's hands all over the United States. So we had, uh, well, I don't know, uh, David Ashman in Florida was doing some field testing. He helped us out huge on something when, when we were going along there. Uh, there's, you know, there's different guys that have helped us different stages along most recently you know uh brian vaughn helped us out with that uh flying vic that bigger bait uh you know so it's it's really good when you get guys that are super into swim bait fishing fishing in different states different stuff and they figure out something or they before you go releasing a bait you want to have a bunch of this stuff figured out before you go oh of course what did what did we do why 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 is this happening yeah um so you also won a couple of tournaments as well, right? Uh, yeah. Yep. A couple of the uh, big bass world championships I did. Can you explain that? Just, I don't know much about it. So can you explain what it is and how it works? Yeah, sure. So um, it was uh, a tournament that was, it was kind of, uh, it's almost like best way to describe it. I think for guys now to understand it's kind of like the online type tournaments. It was uh, a deal where they would take whoever, submitted the largest bass from their state and then that person would represent that state so uh they they took some one person from each state and then they pair you up with somebody once you went down and fished they were in oklahoma uh they were on a reservoir uh uh or gibson for uh, quite a few years i think and then uh hudson which is i think it was a like a reservoir that i think it started out with uh Grand Fork, or I can't remember at the top, and then it went uh, Hudson, and then Fort Gibson was the, the southernmost part of the reservoir. Okay, but um, so uh, that it was it was in Oklahoma, and they would they took like I said, they took one person from each state, and so I had registered the biggest bass from Minnesota, qualified in, uh, I qualified in on that using the uh, Dream Smasher four inch gill. Okay. And then um, you can fish whatever you want when you're there. Um, in 2018, I won it on a grub custom crankbait. And uh, in 2019, I won it again. So after, uh, let me backpedal here, they invite back the winner from each previous year to defend their title. And so is this, is this only swim baits? No, it's not. You can fish anything. Okay, cool. You can fish anything you want. So, uh, like that's what I was saying. In 2018, I I wanted on a crankbait, uh-huh. and then 2019, I wanted on a Dream Smasher swimbait, the uh, six inch weedless shad. Okay. And uh, so I did. I went back to defend the title in 2019 and wanted on uh, one of my own swimbaits, which was it doesn't get much better than that. <laughs> <laughs> um. Do they give you a weight variance, like for the different um, different states? So, like, I'm sure someone from California is not going to get the same weight as someone from uh, back east, or it doesn't matter. Right. So, what they did is is just 
all of California was against California. Oh, so, okay. okay. So yeah, so that's how that's how they did it. And then they take that one person from California that registered the biggest fish, and then they do the same thing, you know, from somebody from New York. So whoever caught the biggest fish registered uh, for this tournament in New York, they take that person. So, for example, I think in 2018, I fished with uh, uh, whoever was representing Alabama. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, so they just they'd pair you up and they'd stick you in a boat with somebody else. And there was a uh, boat marshal to make sure uh, everything was not, you know, nobody was taking too much time on the trolling motor. Nobody was cheating or doing anything stupid. So they'd give you four hours on the trolling motor and then uh, they'd switch off. The next guy would get four hours on the trolling motor. So, so you guys actually, whoever won the big bait, uh, you know, for the state, you guys would come meet on a lake and fish the whole deal. And like, yep. So, oh, that's cool. Now, were you fishing yeah. on your own? Were you fishing on your own home lake or your home? Or you at, did everyone have to fish like at one general lake? No. So you could fish wherever you wanted. That's what's kind of cool about this is, uh, you know, I, I used to fish club tournaments uh, years ago, and I've just been so busy with the swim baits now that I don't have time to do it. I love fishing tournaments. So this was kind of a, you know, and I have fished this thing since, you know, way back. This thing was around Big Bass World Championship around in like the early, uh, mid, mid, early 90s, I think. And I was Is this fishing the it back same then. one that, that uh, what book do they talk about? Sal Belly? You know that book, the swim bait book? It okay. has like, yeah. it, it has like everybody in it, like, it has like, gosh, all the dudes from Castaic that are throwing the big, getting the big fish back in the day, but it had that tournament, I think, on it. No, I don't know if it did or not. I I'm, think it I'm did. I'm not yeah. sure if I even read that one yet. So, because it, <laughs> I, I, I don't think, know if they had it in there. Because it was like it got really big. The money got super big at one time, right? Yeah, it did, and then and then it uh, went away for some reason, and then it got brought back again. Okay. And when it got brought back again, now they were, uh, it was. Uh, you know, in 2018 and 19, they were the prize was a uh, boat motor and trailer and twenty five thousand dollars. So I won that two years in a row, and I got both the boats. Still waiting to get the fifty grand. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> did you keep both the boats, or did you sell one? And um, I sold both of them. I actually have a, uh, a bass. I have a twenty foot Triton. So, oh, okay. Uh, and these these were nice boats. They were, but they were uh, they were flat bottom uh, modified V, uh, real nice like John bullet. Yeah, still super cool to win like a boat fishing. You know. Yeah. Like, no, I mean these these had you know, I think uh, I can't remember forty horse or sixty horse uh, Suzuki four strokes on them, and they were heavy duty uh, aluminum. I think it was Weldcraft was the brand name. Oh and they wow. Were super heavy duty. Yeah. Uh, so. It, Good for good for one of the guys that uh, had won it. Uh, I think 2016. Uh, he ran his straight up onto the rocks on on the reservoir, and I was like, "Jew!" I was like, "I don't know if I'd do that." I mean, <laughs> he just ran it right up there. I was like, "Wow!" You know, hey, it's, super it's, thick. it's welded aluminum, bro. It's fine. Yeah, I'm like, all right, you say so. <laughs> um, so now. That's done. You still, you kind of just focus on the, the bait company more and do you do it full time or is it still like a part-time gig or well, what is it? Uh, 
Well, if, if you're talking full-time or part-time, I mean, I still do other stuff to earn a living as well, but this is, you know, <laughs> depending at different times of the year, I'm putting in myself, not including the people that are helping pour and do other stuff. I'm putting in anywhere from 50 to 85 hours a week. So wow. I, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a lot and I'm still trying to get out fishing and, uh, which by the way, Minnesota opener is, uh, coming up here, uh, this, this coming, uh, weekend. Okay. So I'm trying to get stuff ready for that as well. Uh, and I, you know, I want to get back into tournaments, but I just don't know how I'm going to find the time. So some of these kind of online tournaments are mm -hmm. really cool. I like how they kind of run those and you can, fish anywhere, anytime, you know, for you know, that way, if you can even sneak out for, you know, two, three, four hours, you can, you, you're registered into the tournament. You can still catch a big fish and enter it in, in that, you know, that time period. So you're not locked in committed to, you know, whole seasons, which I was doing before, which like I said, I love doing it. And I still will fish some type of, uh, big bass type tournaments like, uh, the gathering that's the swim bait universe one that yeah. uh, wayne campbell's holding so i'm going to go try to do that one this fall uh that sounds like a fun one that is a swim baits only tournament which is it doesn't hurt my feelings at all <laughs> so i'll be throwing <laughs> anyways so <laughs> it doesn't matter you won one before right yep right <laughs> so you're <laughs> not coming the in. gathering <laughs> not the gathering yet but i like to say yet <laughs> you're coming in with you know with the trophy so you're good to go <laughs> right <laughs> So, um, do you think you'll ever make it a full-time gig or is it just, you don't, I mean, I'm sure it's scary too, to like jump into something full-time. Like I could never imagine doing this podcast full-time. I have a full-time job as well. So yeah. it's kind of, I mean, it, I'm in the same boat as you sometimes, some weeks I'm spending, you know, Instagram and editing and, you know, everything, the video, it could be, you know, like yeah. 40 hours a week just on the podcast depending, yeah. you know, yeah. so it's kind of. It's a hard one, but do you ever see yourself like going, okay, no more job, full-time bait making? Yes. Yep. And, and really close to it oh, right that's now. Cool. So yeah. Yeah. Do you, uh, I probably should have done it a while ago, honestly, <laughs> <laughs> putting that many hours in. That's a scary thing to do. I mean, you have kids, correct? Uh, yeah, they're mostly growing up and out of the house now. So, oh, so I, mean, you're, I mean, it's just you and the, and the wife. Yep. So, I mean, it's still, you, you got bills to pay. And so it's hard to like, oh, yeah. ever yep. depend sure going will. like something, <laughs> something I'm going to make is going to, you know, hold up the, the bills for the family. I'm like, ah, I could never, even if I made the money on the podcast, I still don't think I'd ever quit my job. It's yeah. just too, I know I got something good with my job where I don't have to worry about ever something going down or something becoming yep. a job. It goes from you're, you're doing something, pouring baits that you love doing and it becomes a job like takes away from fishing, correct? I mean, you're not fishing as much. I guarantee that. Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. And that's, that's what's actually killing me right now is, is I'm like, oh, what am I doing? <laughs> 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 I got to spend some time getting the boat ready and getting things ready to go. And you know, I'm, I'm here. I am painting baits. <laughs> no, it's the same, same, same deal with me with the podcast. I just, I fished probably like not even a quarter of what I used to, you know, before. Uh, but it just, it, it's crazy. It's a crazy time to, when you're trying to do two things, um, back to the bait. So there, uh, you paint the bait, the, yep. the soft plastic, Every, everything's, 
everything's done in house. So there's, okay. I mean, literally other than, you know, the hooks aren't, I don't make the hooks. How's that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't make the hooks and the swivels of that. Everything's made here. We, uh, injection mold the harnesses uh uh we have uh we had uh, could, I'm sorry i'm gonna take that back also i don't pour lead but yeah. i do have uh, the, uh we made custom pieces of lead uh stan helped me with that also at vic patterns and so we have uh, uh custom lead uh made for uh, all our different designs yeah so that that's pretty cool that that you have a like a mold a lead mold for your design that you're having yep. the way oh, yeah. put in there okay is there a replacement yeah, to, for the lead? Um, the, the, the lead should never come out. <laughs> that, that, that harness that it's encapsulated in. But, you know, I mean, we, you know, that was one of the deals where we didn't want that to ever break. We didn't want the harness to ever break or things come apart. Uh, we just wanted this to be a super durable uh, bait and, and be able to last uh, for trophy fishing. Yeah. Um Let's talk a little bit about Bob King. I know a very tiny amount about him, and I'm sure yep. you know a lot more. Can you kind of give his history a little bit? Um, I can give you a little bit of history, uh, <laughs> not a whole lot. Um, but uh, Bob is the uh, he is the original designer of the wedge tail. So if you look up there, the, the patent for a Stanley wedge tail, it says Des- lure designer Bobby King. So he is the very first patented uh design of a wedge tail style bait uh, again i can't say enough about the guy every time i talk to him he i just i have so many more ideas i'm like bob you gotta quit this you're making me go in the wrong direction i'm supposed to be just nose to the grindstone making baits right now and he's but he's got so many cool different ideas and so many designs uh it, it's just nuts the guy is super creative yeah, uh, I mean, having mad scientist a, of tail. Yeah, that's a big. That's what makes the bait, right? The kick of the tail is a big, yeah. big deal. Yeah, oh yeah. So yeah. he holds a patent on the on the tail you're using. Is that a patent tail? Uh, so that was uh, Stanley that patented his design of the wedge tail years okay. ago, and so uh, you know Bob's just uh, he's helped out with a whole bunch of stuff that we're doing now, and continues to help. Uh, yeah, the guy, like I said, he's he's just awesome. <laughs> yeah. I mean that's that's a he's a big deal when you look up swim bait stuff, you know. Yeah, he's he's not right now. He's kind of you know he's not throwing around uh, as big a baits right now. I think he's kind of throwing some smaller stuff. You know, he's getting up there in years, and he's uh, throwing some smaller stuff now. And he's getting into hunting quite a bit more, spending more time hunting. It sounds like these days too. But he's still uh, creating, doing whatever you know checking out different things and you know some of the stuff that he's sent me recently i've uh, made him some masters for him and sent them back to him and he says you know hey I'll copy these or do whatever you want with it but look <laughs> at this one and then i throw it in the test tank and i look at it and i go god i mean i'm looking at the thing like yeah i don't know this kind of looks like this and then i throw it in the test tank and i i call him up right away call him back go bob what the hell he's like yeah isn't that cool <laughs> I said, it just looks like this kind of tail and on this bait that we've got it's 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 completely different yeah so, what um what about line and and uh rod and reel you like to use on the bait 
you guys provide different uh, options on different bait. Hey guys, since we're getting into tackle right now, I wanted to give you a recommendation from Phoenix Rods. I think everybody uses this from Phoenix, the 790H and the 800H. I personally have both of them and I love them. I use them for calico a little more, but I do throw my uh, freshwater swim baits with them. You could check these out at your local tackle shop and please give Phoenix a follow on Instagram. Thank you guys. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Uh, so for the four inch gill, I like to throw a, a 15 pound fluorocarbon, uh, I pretty much strictly throw that with that bait just because I kind of think I played around with enough different lines to start with. And then this is where I ended up. This is, you know, where I feel comfortable. I'm not going to break off, uh, getting good hook steps, doing, you know what I mean? Where you kind of play around with those different things until you find what you like. And, and that's what works best for me on that one. Mm-hmm. And then for like the six inch shad, the uh, top hook, the weedless shad, uh, that, the, that bait I like to throw, and I'll throw the king gill in that one also. I like to throw, uh, that's uh, more of like a, anywhere from 17 to 25 pounds, something like that. And that's monofilament, I'll throw on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, then, then I'll kind of, and I use, I've got some older stuff. I got old equipment compared to most people. So that's, uh, I'll throw guide select, uh, older guide select, the 7-Eleven. Yeah. Uh, the, the rods, I like the, the butt handles. So I, I like those ones a lot. Uh, some guys like the, they say that thing bothers them or something, or I don't know what, but uh, I really like the butt handles. Uh, the uh, iRod Junior Swim, that's a great rod. That's a versatile and it's good for, you know, four-inch gill up to that uh, gill, that six-inch pad works for that uh-huh. rod also. On the Puma Guide Select is another fairly reasonably priced rod. I think it's like 150 bucks. same with that um, iRod Junior Swim. Uh, so, and then for reels, uh, I like the uh, seven-to-one one crank and ratio, ratios, you know, something that can I can move them fast. Um the, the, here's the other thing is the, these baits, we kind of design these at slow, medium, and fast so you can crank them at different speeds. Uh, it's not going to wash out or roll over on you. Yeah. There's, so you'll be able to just be able to burn that bait in. And so I like that 7 to 1 for several different reasons. And, and one of them that I really like it right now is that uh, Lexa, that dial Alexa wind. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's got that big knob on it. Yeah. So I like I like that. That's that's a really nice reel. I'm liking that one a lot. But also another one is you know, for me rather than reeling a whole bunch of times, I'd rather reel one super slow. So you do have to learn how to 
you know, adjust out to just barely moving your, your crank and, and I'd rather do that anyways. And then another reason I like stuff like that is there's certain times of the year, certain circumstances where you'll have a fish that will hit so fast and so hard to run back towards the boat. Like if you're throwing towards the bank from a boat, they'll hit that bait and they'll run out past your boat so fast you can hardly keep up. Even with a seven to one, they'll sometimes they'll lap you. <laughs> you can't keep <laughs> up and you're like, ah, go as quick as you can and you don't want them to get past you, you know? And, and, uh, so that's another reason I like the seven to one. Yeah. No, it seems like you have a pretty good choice of uh, some, some quality equipment as well. Yeah. I mean, it's, everybody's going to throw different stuff. Uh, you kind of figure out what works for you. I don't throw the, the braid. A lot of guys throw braid or they throw the uh, braid to floral. Yeah. Uh, I pull the trigger too fast normally. So, uh, it, it just works better for me to use mono. Yeah. Um, what are your PBs on your baits and are just PBs in general? All right. So here's an interesting one. So I'm, you can't call it seven pounds until it gets over seven pounds, but I'm in Minnesota. So I, I kind of tell people rather than ask what my PB is, because I've got a couple <laughs> of them real close to seven, a few of them actually, rather than ask that, you should be asking me, because in Minnesota, it's a big bass when it's over five pounds. You should be asking me how many over five pounds I've caught and how many over six pounds I've caught. That should be the question. But I don't have the answer either. <laughs> so, so as I'm saying that, I've caught a shit ton of uh, bass over five pounds. I mean, I, I just can't even, uh, I have no idea. I think this season I should do that. I should, And I'm getting out less too, but um, I should try and count every one over five and every one over six just during one season so I have some kind of idea because it's a lot of them. I think maybe you give a comparison of this. This this will help a lot. How, what do your fish compare to the lake records? So say like the lake records nine pounds, and you caught a seven or eight. That's that's pretty. You know, it's a great fish. Yeah. So, so uh, I don't know. We don't really keep track of like. I don't think there is really a list of lake records. Like I don't like they do in some states. Uh, maybe there is, and I'm just not aware of it. Mm-hmm. But what they do have is, you know, obviously just the, the state record, but that's just kind of, you know, one giant fish, which is great. And, you know. Is the Minnesota uh, state record, what is that? Oh, man. So it, it changes. I think, it's, I think it's eight or nine. I'll get it wrong. Somebody will go, he doesn't even know what the state record is Yeah, there. but this is the thing. So even <laughs> just just to talk about, the size so if it's eight or nine and you're getting a seven that's a big fish for your state you know what i'm saying that's huge yeah. oh yeah yeah for sure so it's not it, you you're catching you you can't bring that so if you bring that number to california it's going to be what 16 it's a lot of the lake records 15 14 16 18 whatever it is so if you're catching yeah i don't know if you're yeah, catching you probably 15, do the math percentage wise if you're good at yeah math, exactly you quick, but <laughs> so you're doing it i mean you're you're catching quality fish where you can where you live you know like do you travel down yeah. south at all to try to catch something in florida or do you, you ever go to new york no i, like I need to start doing that i think i mean I'm, I'm i'm a misplaced angler i mean i i hate it the lakes freeze here and it's it's just stupid i can't stand it drives me nuts <laughs> uh, of course gives gives me time to work on uh, making baits 
stuff. But I mean, it, it just it's stupid. I go, what am I doing? I, you know, I just whatever. If I <laughs> I have family here and stuff, so I'm yeah. kind of locked in now. And but uh, yeah, I I really should. That's that's uh, I should hook up with the people you know, wherever down in Florida. Yeah, California. Go start to do that and go <laughs> hunting after some big ones, some giants. <laughs> no, yeah, but for I haven't sure. done that. I've, I haven't done that. I haven't fished. Uh, I don't fish outside of Minnesota hardly ever, other than when I fished uh, in Oklahoma, and I I think I did pretty well when I went there. Oh, really? <laughs> well, I mean, I won two tournaments. So oh, right, back to back. So oh, is that where you had to go? You had to go yeah. fish in Oklahoma. Yeah, I had to go fish in Oklahoma, and I seemed to be all right there. So, so that's kind of crazy that you you. Did you get to pre-fish on that at all? Uh, no. Uh, no, no. Wow. And your partner, he was from Alabama. He wasn't from Oklahoma. Right. Yeah. One of the years, well, one of the years he was from Alabama, the, uh, I fished with uh, a guy from uh, another time from uh, South Dakota. And then I fished with uh, another guy. I think he's from Virginia. And so, but yeah, it's, it's just, that was that was a super fun deal too, just to meet these different guys and you know I'm still in contact with them. And a lot of them, you know, buy the Dream Smasher baits and you know I still talk to them. When I go out to fish that uh, uh, gathering tournament that uh, Wayne's Wayne Campbell's having a swim bait universe, uh, that uh, one of the guys I fished with was uh, Russ Moon. That's the guy from Virginia. I think he's from Virginia, somewhere over there. Uh-huh. And I'm going to hook up with him, and then the guys from uh, SB Fishing TV, uh, Matt, Billy, uh, they're over there, and I'm going to try to meet up with them. So I might actually go before that tournament a few days ahead of time just to fish with some other guys on some different uh, water out there. Just it's so it's so hard too if you're going. So if you're going to the gathering, you're probably going to sell baits as well, right? Uh yes, correct. So it's hard to get out and fish. Like I know when I go up north to do podcast when i go to northern california to me to get out to fish is like so hard because i'd say i got three days there yeah you know my first day is getting there getting accumulated getting in the hotel room then maybe i'll stop by you know the evening and then we end up getting drunk with caesar or whoever you know like okay <laughs> yeah. so then i come the next day and we podcast all day and by the end of the day we're trashed because we're drinking all day then it's like well there then it's sunday so i got maybe half a day and then I got to get back home. So it's like, it, it's yeah. really hard to to separate your yeah. time if you want to have fun and hang out or if you want to fish, you know? And yeah, I love and, fishing and too, but, yeah. you know, it's There's a different... something to be said with kicking back too and enjoying yeah. yourself too that way. But I, I'm going to actually, we'll see what happens. But I'm going to try to, uh, my, my wife is uh, driving out there with me. Uh-oh. And uh, so she, I said, hey, you know, well, what if I sneak off fishing with somebody, you know, and, uh, you know, <laughs> hang out and set up the table and sell some baits and, you know, I'll shoot the shit with guys. And then they say, I'm going to duck out and want to sell a few baits. And she said, yeah, sure, I'll do that. So <laughs> we'll see if that works out. Until you start drinking and she starts yelling at you. <laughs> right, yeah. At least that's she what happens two to hours. me. <laughs> no, she's, she's really good about stuff, so. <laughs> No, that that's pretty cool. Like, and and uh, those events are cool. I'd love to get out to one of them one of these times. But I, uh, I mean, it's just a mission from you know California to get over out that way. I'd have to fly, and I'm I'm scared of flying. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, well, that's that's an issue. Yeah, I've, I used when I was younger, I flew to Florida a couple times, but I mean, I haven't flown in thirty years. You know, twenty five years. And I'm like, oh man. 
Wow, you just don't like it, huh? I don't know. I'm I freak out about everything, so it's it's <laughs> it's I, I'm, I'm it's sure I get, thing to- Yeah, maybe if I you know toss back about seven or eight before I get on the plane, I'll be good to go and just fall asleep. You know, right? Yeah, <laughs> but I, right, that's what exactly. probably I'm going to have to end up doing because I do want to, you know, travel and kind of get out to do some different different uh, guests. But I like I love doing the live thing. That's my deal. I love yep. doing it in person. But there's people like you. I I really want to get on, and I know, you know, it's not going to happen for a while. So I'd rather just do a phone one where, you know, I, I seems like you can talk, so we get some good information as well out of you. You know. Yeah, hopefully. I mean, hopefully you guys can, you know, take something away from this that they've learned something. You know, I mean, I don't know. I, it's, you know, maybe I'll uh, share a few hacks and tricks with you real quick, too. If, uh, you know, I mean, the guys, you know, dip tails in that, you know, garlic stuff that uh, those garlic pens you can mark. Uh, are you big Are you big on them. scent as well? Uh, I'm, I'm not big on scent, but I, I'm big on anything that may help and so sometimes and a lot of times it's confidence and if, if you think it's going to help you to have that you know tail dipped in chartreuse and sometimes it's not nothing to do with confidence it's to do with that's what the fish are relating to so i mean yeah. i'm all about uh, guys that modify baits and do that stuff you know it's um you know add nail weights in put you know colors on them you know i think it was uh might have been uh keeping it real fishing where i saw where he, i was like oh that's that's a brilliant idea rather than using the, uh, uh the underspins, the, uh, flashy swimmer, uh, mm-hmm. beast hooks for the weedless baits. Uh, those are great. Love them. But if you don't want that flash on there, you got to change the hook out or have another bait rigged up, ready to go. And he was like, yeah, you can just stick one of these hitchhikers on, you know, with a, with a blade and just screw it into the plastic on the bottom. That way, if you don't want it on, you just take it back out. And I'm like, that's nice. <laughs> so there's guys that are doing stuff like that all the time, modifying base, and, and I do all kinds of stuff myself. And yeah, I mean, you see it. So, I, I talk to a lot of guys, and it you, you see stuff they do, and I'm like, wow, I never thought of that. You know, even just yeah, getting into like when I when we fish, you know, calico. So we're fish. I'm fishing Southern California, and it's saltwater. Oh bass. yeah, cool. So sometimes you want to get those swim baits down that are weedless you know, real deep and I'm, I'll make my own beast hook weights. So I'll mold another yeah. one and make it, you know, an ounce and a half, ounce and a quarter or something. Oh, right on. You yeah. Know? And I've seen guys shave them off, but not add to them, you know, where they'll, they'll order one that's, you know, the half ounce or a three quarter yeah. ounce one. And they only want it yeah. this much and they'll start shaving it down with a knife or something, you know, off of it until they get it the weight they want it, you know, but I'm, yeah, adding on to it. I, I'm more of the, the nail weight guy, but <laughs> they'll just start stuffing nail weights in different areas, but. Yeah, no, it's 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 all interesting to me. I mean, it, it's always cool to learn something new from someone. Um, let's plug where we can get your Instagram, your website, products, stuff like that. All right, um, Instagram is uh, Dream Smasher Swim Baits. Um, let's see, what else do we have? Uh, Facebook is the same, Dream Smasher Swim Baits. And then the uh, website with the online store is www.dreamsmashersmoonbait.com. Great. And we do bait drops on Wednesday nights, uh, 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. Awesome. Um, thanks for coming on, man. I appreciate you taking the time and calling in. And hopefully you get out to California. And if you do, maybe I could take you out calico fishing. Yeah, it's awesome. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, for sure. I appreciate it, Tom.